0: I am here today not because I want to be. I am terrified. I am here because I believe it is my civic duty to tell you what happened to me while Brett Kavanaugh and I were in high school. It took a wild the committee 10 days to get to this hearing. Is it possible that you would in mix them up with somebody else? No, it is not. As was you would not mix up somebody else with Brett Kavanaugh, is that correct? Correct. My family and my name. Have been totally and permanently Judge destroyed. Judge Kavanaugh, will you support an FBI investigation by right and now? False I, I will do whatever the committee but the details wants that to do about that matter. Do you think that that's the Are the ones I will never forget. They have been fact. seared into what my memory and haunted me episodically have as an adult. The, the confirmation the, the, process is becoming national indelible disgrace. indelible in the hippocampus the, is the laughter, The Constitution gives the Senate an important the la- role the uproarious laughter. In the confirmation the two process. You have replaced having advice fun and consent at my with expense. search and destroy. Brett's assault on me dr- drastically altered my laughter. life he for a very long time. I was too afraid and ashamed to tell anyone happened, these details either. Mr no Chairman no one can question your um, effort let me be clear your coordinated I do not and well funded effort to destroy Ford's my good name and destroy not my family will not drive she me out. confidential and I kept it confidential as just my family will not drive me out when we stalked by the news outlets defeat me in the final vote what you'll never get me the vote forward 60 days and her greatest fear were realized. was realized. Did you pay for that? She the member, did not refer she said to the FBI for an investigation. The ranking member did not refer I mean, to the so. committee for an investigation. Okay. The Do ranking you know, member did pay for that. This polygraph? committee could have not investigated yet, no. those claims in a confidential way that respected Dr. No, that Ford's at the time. privacy. Uh, if you wanted an There's FBI the investigation, you could have come morning, to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's M- life, M- hold this issue, and does does hope you win in 20 years. You've said that. Reach not a me. conclusion. You've got and her nothing com, to apologize period. for. And she so when you see Sotomayor and Kagan, telling that Lindsay said all Because I voted that. I would never do to them what you've done to this This is the most unethical. Those are the only people who... Sham! Have. Since i been That is politics. not a fair process. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the FritzCast. It's Friday, September 28th, 2018. And we had a different kind of introduction to the show this week, did we not? I think I crammed in every takeaway from uh, the the hearing of Brett Kavanaugh that included testimony from... Uh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford and uh, it's been a whole week since last week's episode and there is nothing uh, there's almost literally nothing else to talk about other than this Supreme Court hearing again And, uh, and it's still like still the main central focus of the news media has been on this it's been on this really, since it broke uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I feel like, like, I feel that you can only say so much about one story, yet if you looked up podcasts or talk radio or news media or whatever, you could probably surface hundreds of hours of different views and different opinions and different takes and you could read article after article after article now about this stuff. Everybody has an opinion on it. Everybody has their own spin, their own take, their own view of what is what, what has been going on over this. And I mean hours of it. Hours. The amount of material that you could consume if you wanted to consume all the material would take you weeks at this point. To get through. It would take you weeks. That's not including. Not include. Excuse me. Not including. Watching or listening to. The hearings that took place. On Thursday yesterday. Because those proceedings. In and of itself were hours long. And I'll be up front with you I was at work all day yesterday 16 hours 8 o'clock in the morning to 12 a.m A full 16 hours I didn't get to tune in and, And watch the whole thing If I was home I would have had it on I would have had it on in the background I probably wouldn't have been Eyes locked on the screen But I would have had it on and listened certain times it would have caught my eye to watch exactly how it was going on but ultimately i mean ultimately what did the hearing accomplish what did the hearing really accomplish face value it's not like the hearing brought forth any dynamic truth or concrete evidence. If anything, to me, I mean, mind you, this is my opinion on it. If you watched the proceedings or, or tuned into enough of it to develop an opinion on, on the matter... This is what happened yesterday. If you believed Kavanaugh, you still believe Kavanaugh. If you believe Ford, you still believe Ford. The mainstay point gets lost in the mix. Because hearings like the one that you watched yesterday, and, and really a lot of these hearings as of late, have just turned into a show, like a spectacle. Where I can't even determine if we're accomplishing anything with these things anymore. Now I've already, I already have my episode. If you want my opinion on the cavalcade, as I call it, that's last week's episode. Last week's episode where I stated that, you know, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford should have the right and access to the platform to make her allegations be known, and she deserves that respect, we don't need to tear her apart or slander her or anything of that nature. Especially because I don't think she's making up the events that happened to her. I don't think she's fabricating that. If anything, since last week's episode and what I've uncovered, including the hearings yesterday, I truly believe that Dr. Ford could have, in fact, had the experience that she states she had. And I also believe that the person that committed those acts maybe might not have been Brett Kavanaugh. And that's crazy to say because it's not picking sides and it's actually acknowledging that Dr. Ford's not wrong except in her allegation that it was Brett Kavanaugh. There's lots of information that we can bring up that can douse on speculation uh There's lots of uh theorizing we can do. There's lots of different questions that we can ask, and some were asked at the hearings. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, did we walk away with any definitive truth or any definitive proof? And the answer is, is always, no. W- we did not. We did not. The hearings yesterday made no conclusions, made no determinations. Whatsoever. A good New York Times uh, opinion piece came out today uh, by Ross, probably going to say his last name wrong, uh, thought. Or Dutat. I don't know. I can't (laughs) pronounce. I might not. Pronunciation of names isn't always my forte. As we know. Uh, But he put a good op-ed in uh, on the New York Times. that was posted this morning. I just want to read some snippets from that... uh... so i'm going so i'll do that i'm going to read some snippets from a quote uh, but even more than before the hearings my feelings over 8 hours in purgatory is that i still really want to know the truth and surprisingly i left the long day of testimony convinced that for all the years i have passed since the summer of 1982 the truth might actually be accessible and there are obvious questions and avenues of inquiry unpursued by both parties that could bring us closer to understanding which of the two witnesses were telling the real truth? Start with the issues with Blacey's account. I don't know why he said Blacey's account; it's Ford's account. Wh- whatever. Uh, she gave us a story of a teenage house party in which she remembered five of at least six attendees, in which she is left, in which she left in a stumbling, terrified hurry, in which she, then fifteen, didn't drive herself there or back, but isn't sure who did. It is the chief weakness in the entire story that her, the close friend who supposedly attended with her, Leland Kaser, not only doesn't remember the party, but says she doesn't even remember Kavanaugh himself as well. But even if we stipulate that this friend has nothing more to offer, even though we all have from Kesser so far a terse statement, and Blasey's somewhat evasive suggestion today that she's compromised by health problems, then what about the members of Christine Ford's family The parents and the siblings with whom she was Living at at the time They have been strikingly silent Since she came forward with her father Offering only a perfunctory statement Of support Shouldn't they have some memories of parties That her 15 year old attended Some memory of when they drove her places And when other people brought her home And perhaps some memory of a night When their daughter returned early and distraught those are some legitimate questions, and those are some legitimate people to bring up. And you can read that New York Times op-ed article simply by going on the New York Times dot com. It's posted up this morning. There, there, there. There's a host of other things that we could dive into and, and try to read uh, into this, but, but ultimately, t- to me, it's the fact that n- nothing for as long ago as it was, thirty five years ago. Unlike him to have optimism that there's truth to be found. I don't think there's truth to be found. I really don't... I think it's been 35 years. I think that that's longer than I've been alive, mind you. There is no getting to the truth. There is no uncovering the facts. There is no... justice... that will be served... if in fact... Miss Ford did experience that, and it was in fact Brett Kavanaugh who did it. There's no justice at this point. None whatsoever. There won't be. The only way that there will be finding out the facts and punishment being instilled in this situation is if there is a God. And that'll be at the final judgment day, and that is, to my calculations, a long ways away. If we go by other people's calculations, they've been wrong like seventeen times about when that judgment day was going to come, because it was supposed to be like the turn of the century, and then it was supposed to be sometime in the two thousands, like the right. Um, there's the Y two K crap. In the 2000s, that was supposed to be the end of the world, right? And then 2012 was supposed to be the the, the end of the Mayan calendar, end of the world. Uh, You know, the, uh what was it, oh man, what was it, the, uh, what was the thing that did, the rapture? That was supposed to happen, and that didn't happen. I, I think a couple years ago, uh, like 2014, it was supposed to happen again. Uh, The world did end when Donald Trump was elected president. That, that I know that as a fact, all right? And then net neutrality got killed. That was supposed to kill a bunch of people okay and 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 now, if Brett Kavanaugh is confirmed, another five hundred million people will instantaneously die. If we go over the the theory of the world ending and, and people dying that's that's I believe that's the pattern of what has gone on over the last couple of years. So I'm not banking on Judgment Day coming anytime soon, and I'm not banking on the end of the world. Uh, because, oh, he could only be so lucky. But instead, I'm left with, you know, I, I realized that this wasn't a criminal hearing that Brett Kavanaugh is not on trial, but he is on trial. He's on trial by the court of the public opinion. I understand, like, people wanted to say, oh, Brett Kavanaugh has nothing to lose in all of this. I think he does. I think his family's in jeopardy. I think his daughters are going through probably a hard time. And I forget how old his daughters are. I know one of them is 10 years old. But that's that's an angle that actually is at stake here. That's something that could, in fact, ruin his family life. Which is why I'm hoping it wouldn't be some false allegation or some fabricated thing. That's an angle that people don't like talking about. They don't like talking about what's Brett Kavanaugh's wife going through right now. Is she supporting him? Of course, there's a lot of prejudgmentalists going on. there. Some people are ready to tie Ford down to the train tracks and have the train plow over her because how dare she? How dare she do make up this this lie, this bald-faced lie? How dare she do that? And I'm not doing that. I'm not going to tear down her. ...for having an allegation of something that probably did happen... ...even if it wasn't Brett Kavanaugh who did it. And I'm not willing to nail Kavanaugh to the cross... ...either. It's not what I want to do. It's not what you want to do when you want to find out the truth. That's not what you do... ...when you want to be objective about it. I like to think retrospectively. I like to look at history... I like quotes. I've shared a couple of things on Twitter over the past couple of days, and I want to share with you this quote by John Adams in 1770. "Quote: It is more important that innocence be protected than it is that guilt be punished, for guilt and crimes are so frequent in this world that they cannot all be punished." But if innocence itself is brought to the bar And condemned Perhaps to die Then the citizen will say Whether I do good or whether I do evil Is immaterial For innocence itself is no protection And if such an idea As that Were to take hold In the mind of the citizen That would be the end Of security Whatsoever Now, when I read that quote to you... Do you know where it originated from? I mean, John Adams, yes. But do you know when he said it? you know what he was referring to? Does anybody know? Because the answer, surprisingly... To me, at least anyway... Surprisingly, a lot of people don't know that quote. A lot of people don't know where it comes from. A lot of people don't know when John Adams said those words. John Adams said those words defending the British soldiers that were arrested in ties to the Boston Massacre. Because John Adams defended the British soldiers that were involved in the Boston Massacre. John Adams writes extensively about how apprehensive he was to take such a case at such a volatile time because the mob at the time was pretty damn well sure that this was the opportunity to really get at the British and make them pay for crimes and aggression and John Adams against the popular crowd against the wave of people stood up and said, did it ever occur to you that these guys might have been pushed? Did it ever occur to you that these guys are soldiers in the British Army? A sentry is guarding his post as if it is a palace. It is his duty and his responsibility to defend it. And that if an angry mob came with clubs and ice and other things and were pushing and pushing and pushing that he might have well in fact feel felt threatened and that might have well driven a conflict in which the British fired upon a crowd. It's a fascinating case to look at because the Boston Massacre kind of was propagandized. It's the thing that happens in humanity, propaganda. the boston massacre the john adams second president second eventual president of the United States during the time of revolutionary revolt, defending the very people that he himself. Did not like Defending the nation Of the United Kingdom In which point he did not like He had staunch Criticisms against King George There was a conflict going on But he defended the soldiers For the reason Of that very quote Now, I mean, comparing that and this is apples to oranges. It's very, very different things, different time periods even. But it's the thought, the sentiment that counts. How about this one? This this quote, more of a eerie Nostradamus feeling from Ulysses S. Grant, quote, If we are to have another contest in the near future of our national existence, I predict that the dividing line will not be Mason and Dixon's, but between patriotism and intelligence on the one side, and superstition, ambition, and ignorance on the other. I'm sorry, I feel like that's where we are today. And I fear... I I fear that this is only going to get worse over time, not better. Why? Why do I feel that? Because... Quote from James A. Garfield. Now, more than ever, the people are responsible for the character of their Congress. If that body be ignorant, reckless, and corrupt... It is because the people tolerate ignorance, recklessness, and corruption. Now, in all that, think about the things that happened this past week that were lost because the entire media focus was on Christine Blasey Ford, Brett Kavanaugh, Dianne Feinstein, and the GOP House. Think about what was lost. All right, from Justin Amash. Posted on the 26th On his Twitter account Quote, we're voting on the worst series of four votes I can remember Bullet point one, an $850 billion spending bill Gonna get into that one more in a minute Bullet point two, a resolution criticizing San Francisco for how it conducts school board elections bullet mark 3 an earmark riddled 1200 page FAA reauthorization and bullet point 4 a bill to expand the Patriot Act that's some of the votes that have been ongoing this week that got no attention whatsoever from the news media. The House passed an $854 billion spending bill to avert a government shutdown. For once, I am shocked that a government shutdown didn't creep its way in the media headlines. Because it was not expedient for the media to talk about, ooh, the government might go through a shutdown again if they don't pass the spending bill. It's either that, it's either the fact that they wanted the hot story, the clicks, and the money that is all coming from all the traffic and all the money. Face it, media makes money. And you know what You know what? had money written all over it, pouring all over it? The Senate hearings over the Supreme Court of the United States had money all layered up in it. I'm reading from The Hill Posted by Niv Ellis Quote The House on Wednesday passed an $854 billion spending bill To avert an October shutdown Funding large swaths of the government While pushing the funding deadline for others Until December 7th That's a key date to keep in mind December 7th So, in another month and a half, we're going to be talking about another looming shutdown crisis over funding. Back to the article. The bill passed by a 361 to 61 vote a week after the Senate passed an identical measure by a vote of 93 to 7. The package includes two appropriation bills which fully funded Defense, Labor, Health, and Human Services and Education for Fiscal 2019 and make up about two-thirds of the annual appropriations total for the year. It also included a continuing resolution extending current funding levels for any unfunded agencies through the first two months of the fiscal year. President Trump said Wednesday that he would sign the bill seeming to put to bed months of speculation over whether he would force a shutdown over his proposed border wall, quote we're going to keep the government open. Trump told reporters in New York, and he was attending where he was attending the United Nations General Assembly over the weekend. Trump had called the spending bill ridiculous and called Republicans to get tough on border security. Congressional Republicans were concerned that a partial government shutdown would create further. Headwinds in an election where Democrats are expected to make significant gains, the president could still shut down any parts of the government that remain unfunded in December by vetoing spending bills or another extension. Trump's commitment to signing the bill vindicated congressional leadership's strategy of bundling the CR with defense bill, a top Republican priority, and the labor HHS bill, a top Democratic priority. The defense bill amounted to $674 billion, including off-budget funds not counted under the spending cap, including a 2.6 military pay raise. Now, uh, that's just $854 billion for two months worth of... This is insanity. This is insanity. There's no fiscal responsibility in Washington, DC. And in fact, you can look at bills like that and start picking it apart and see how the money spending works. Because instead of looking at efficiency, effectiveness, and and all that jazz, it's just we gotta get the funding done, we gotta get it pushed through so that the money can flow. And okay, so conservatives want X, Y, and Z. We Democrats ain't going to vote for X, Y, and Z unless we get A, B, and F. And conservatives look at that and go, well, A and B we're cool with, F we're not. If you want F, you have to give us uh, Q. And that's what they do. And they just tax on the spending. It tax on the spending, and there's no evaluation on the efficiency. There's no keeping in track of where the money is going. And, oh, yeah. There's nowhere the money's coming from. I guess other than knocking on the Federal Reserve's door and having them print it. God knows that works and doesn't destabilize economies and all that crap. God knows it. Now, Trump visiting the U.N., Trump's little uh, press conference that he had on uh, the television uh, afterward, those are things that I have to abstain from commenting on because I did not get a chance to watch them. Um did not get a chance to consume and take in what exactly was happening there. I from what I understand the UN was a bit of a fiasco. Um so that's something that I got to check out. That's something I got to look at. And uh the press con I mean I hate Donald Trump press conferences, I really do. Um so I'll have to take a look at that. When I get a freed up moment or two, but uh I you know, this week with how it was, uh I, I had a feeling by Tuesday Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, I came to the conclusion that uh the episode this week was gonna be a shorter episode and was still gonna be on the Kavanaugh and Ford hearings and talking about that. And so at the end of the day, here here we stand. I believe they're still voting today. Uh on on Kavanaugh, the 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 initial you know judiciary committee vote, uh, I I believe that is still happening today, so I can't comment on the outcome of that. Um, except for this, I just did pull up news, and apparently there was at least five Democrats walked out of a meeting. Let me see. Five Democrats walked out of a meeting after Senate Judiciary Committee set a vote for 1.30 this afternoon. So 1.30 this afternoon. Um, We've had Jeff Flake announce he's going to vote for Kavanaugh. Um, Apparently it's going to come down to two or three senators that are going to decide his fate. Uh, The Hill last night had a report of who was voting yay and who was voting nay. I can't we obviously I can't comment on on any of that until it's actually happened and that you can probably just look at my Twitter and it will be a little Twitter rant or something. Uh, I might do a video before next week's podcast to kind of close. It it all depends on where we stand with it. Really. Really depends on where we stand. I don't let me just put it this way and you're probably listening to this after all this has been happening, so it's it's either going to be dead on or wrong. Uh, at, this, at this point where it stands, I don't see Kavanaugh getting confirmed. I don't see him moving forward in the confirmation process. I see that seat remaining vacant until the midterm elections are done, and I believe the next nominee is, uh, or the nominee that will be in place of Uh, Kavanaugh will be Amy Barrett that's that's what I believe that's what I believe what will happen I don't see him getting rammed through but I've been surprised before the Hill article I read last night alleged some Democrats were actually voting for in favor of Kavanaugh after those hearings last night Um, so there's still going to be more talk about this unfortunately and unfortunately I believe we've gotten nowhere with it and my final take on it is that in fact Christine Blasey Ford did have that experience. That's horrific that she had that experience, but I don't believe it was Kavanaugh that was the aggressor in that situation, uh, that that it was Kavanaugh who was the attacker. I'm starting to believe that he might not have been. But either way, the truth isn't found out. The damage for Kavanaugh is done. I believe Ford was used by people like Senator Feinstein, which I didn't have a too high opinion on Feinstein anyway, but, you know, that's where I believe it stands. I believe that Ford was, uh, more or less, her hand was forced because of this quote-unquote leak to the media, which I could very well pin on Feinstein, Yes, yeah, she said she didn't. I mean, obviously, you're going to say you didn't if you did. You, okay, so that's the same thing with Kavanaugh. You're going to say you didn't even if you did. But we don't have truth. We don't have evidence. We don't have facts. We don't have the truth. The damage is done. And when I say the damage is done, that doesn't mean I believe it's right. That doesn't mean I'm advocating it. Somebody in, in the blog post I wrote for 71 Republic, somebody replied, that they felt my article advocated character assassination and blamed the media for it. I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying this is where we stand and this is what happened. Guys, that's going to do it for me because I'm a little under the weather today too. If you can't hear my voice, it's a little strained. Uh, it's the changing of the seasons. Thank God it's fall now. So with that, please... Like and share this. Leave your comments for me, guys. Uh the feedback helps me build a better program. And it also helps me figure out, you know, things that might be wrong in my view of things, you know? Uh people have opened me up to new views. Crazy, I know. Doesn't really happen in this world anymore, but reach out to me and, and do that. But share the podcast with a friend too. Share it on social media, it's as easy as clicking a button. <laughs> I'm coughing crap now. Follow me on Twitter at FritzQS. We're on Facebook.com slash The Fritzcast, Minds.com slash The Fritzcast as well. It's a new network. We have a YouTube channel. Search for Fritzcast Podcast on YouTube. And as always, if you need to reach me, Fritzcast Podcast at gmail.com. Guys, I love you, and I'll see you next week. But it's very divided. It's very divisive. And let me just wrap it all up in a big ball now. Let me let me just bring it all back in because I'm going to cut this episode off. It's all been Kavanaugh. Can you believe that? All Kavanaugh talk. Personally speaking, I think Dr. Ford has the right to step forward, make her voice heard, present her case, and... It doesn't really... We're we're not going to figure out facts out of this. We're not going to figure out facts. We're not going to get a conviction out of this. Nothing. At the end of the day, what will have happened is nothing. I think... If I had to predict, I think Kavanaugh doesn't get enough votes for confirmation... That Trump is more or less faced with having to drop his nomination. He's probably gonna nominate um what is it? Amy Barrett. Is it Amy Barrett? Yeah, Amy Coney Barrett. If I had to if I had to take any guess, Kavanaugh takes this hit. Whether or not we we call it justly or unjustly is, is beside the point. The damage is done. The damage is done. Accusations that we can't validate other than this is what Dr. Ford has said. She might have one or two corroborating witnesses. Kavanaugh says no. He has a laundry list of people categorically denying that that's even his character. And he has X amount of years behind him. Of no additional allegations and no other accusers. Whether or not that's because he's a really crafty fella and hides his dirt really, really well. Or maybe he just had this one instance which isn't justifiable. It doesn't excuse the fact that it happened if it did. that—that's We're not going to find truth to that. We're not. In my mind, damage is done. Kavanaugh is going to take a hit. And you're probably going to we're probably going to have a round of hearings of amy cohen barrett for supreme court of the united states if not prior to november the november midterm elections then after the november midterm elections and you have to wonder how much further you can go with not picking a donald trump supreme court nominee This might be the big political talking point and and highlight for the next two years, if it is. I don't know what other insanity can sprawl from it, because I don't know what to expect, but that's that's my two cents. And am I going to talk about anything else from this past week? No. Absolutely. Well, no. Last night, the Cleveland Browns snapped something like a 360-plus day losing streak. The the, the last game that the Cleveland Browns won was December 24th, 2016. December 24th, 2016 is when they last won a game. Until last night, that is, when before halftime, they stuck in their number one draft pick, Baker Mayfield, Who within only one half of a game threw for some 200 yards, only uh, a couple of incompletions, uh, almost about half of which were dropped passes, so not really even attributed to him. The Browns snapped a losing streak. The Browns, the people in Cleveland are 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 drunk off their freaking butts right now because of their win last night, which was. By the way, the jets took an early fourteen to nothing lead, and the Browns rallied to end the game twenty one seventeen in the final minutes of the game, which was very exciting to see very exciting to see and very exciting to watch now. I think you're not gonna have Tyrod Taylor playing in there anymore I think it's just i think it's baker's i think it's Baker's Mayfield now um because he, the way he rallied the team, and now it's just, why not just play Baker for the rest of the year? Um, you probably could have three wins by now if Baker was playing, arguably. Because he needs the experience, and you're going to build your team around Baker Mayfield. You might as well build your team around Baker Mayfield. You might as well do this right for once. The Browns have had the first-round draft pick f- for, like, a decade or better. <laughs> and don't have any of the number one draft picks that they picked. Baker Mayfield seems to be a good key thing to build your offense around. So you might as well play him for the rest of the year. Let him get the playing time. Let him experience the real deal NFL football. And maybe, just maybe, the Browns will shake off this stain on their history. Who knows, though. But that that, that said, I can't talk anymore about, about this. I'll probably in the next week be putting out possibly a video or two and another written piece. And then next week's podcast will be probably back to its normal self, but I had to I had to expound my thoughts on on this a little bit and so I'm sorry if it came off a tad boring or or not as bombastic or funny as it normally is, but uh it's just a serious situation where, you know, I'm wondering, are we going to live in a world where just mere allegations can stop and stall things and ruin people's lives, and are people going to be okay with it? And I think it's, I think it's, it's probably an unpopular aspect to talk about with these things, Miss Linden, but I think it's the more serious thing we need to talk about, because At the end of the day, it's almost like, why even bother having a justice system? Just whichever mob is louder, let that mob win. I don't know. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening to this edition of the FritzCast. Please follow me on Twitter at FritzQS. You can contact me at FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook.com slash the FritzCast. YouTube channel. Search for the FritzCast. And Minds.com slash the FritzCast. Follow my friends Sarcasm and Liberty and the Sarcasm and Liberty team. A great group of people that I work for and with. And keep your eyes peeled for Twitter tomorrow, Saturday morning follow. Who's going to get a follow this week? Is it going to be, well, Sarcasm and Liberty is guaranteed. A lot of people are guaranteed. That thing's growing every week. So anyway, I love you all. I'll see you next week.